Welcome. Today I have a very special guest, Tony Chang. He is a Fortune 500 business CEO and a ballroom dancer at the same time. So I would like to bring Tony in. Hi, Tony. Hello, Nikki. How are you? Very good. Feeling quite exceptional today. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so I'm very excited having you here because you are on top of my list here. Um, oh, thank you I so know, much for inviting me. I know that you uh, have had, you know, a roller coaster lifestyle as well before you get to be where you are at. Can you share with us, please? Yes, I think uh, calm waters never really made a skillful sailor. So in a way, although I faced many challenges, I think uh, that I had an opportunity to find out what I'm made of. So I think it worked out for the best. So tell us, what was what happened to you? I was a typical um, Asian first son of uh, four children. So my parents had a great expectation. And of course, um, I was the, one of those honor students and who was, you know, always going to the Catholic church, becoming uh, altar boy and doing all the community services, Boy Scout. So I did everything right. And um, I came to uh, New York City when I was in high school from Seoul, South Korea, and I went to NYU undergraduate. Then I worked four years uh, in consulting environment be before I went to Columbia MBA full time. Then upon graduation, I moved to Boston uh, with a consulting company. Then while I was working full time, I uh, did an evening law school program on full scholarship. So, so I went to all the schools except medical school. And what kind of life challenges have you had in the past? My life challenge began uh, when I was uh, working full time in Boston while attending law school in the evening. Uh, one day my parents called me from New York City and uh, they said, Tony, you're gonna go to Seoul, South Korea for seven days and you're gonna meet these seven most eligible bachelorette they handpicked throughout entire country of South Korea for me. And <laughs> at the end of the seventh day, my uh, role was to pick one who is to become my wife and mother of my children. And I know all my American friends were like, you gotta be kidding me. But uh, <laughs> I followed their wishes. Like uh, it, um, the Bachelorette virtual TV show. It was even before that show aired. So I was doing it. So, and then what happened to you after that? So I went to Seoul, South Korea for seven days and I met seven ladies. Some I met only once, some twice, most, uh, some people I met three times. Then truth of the matter was I wanted to marry them all, but coming from Catholic um, background, I was only allowed to marry one person. So I had to choose one at the end of seventh day. And how was your life after marriage and children? What happened? I, I, I married uh, the person I thought was uh, probably the best person suited for um, what I was planning for the bride and grand future. And it just turned out she um, had a hidden manic depressive condition. Their parents never disclosed. And so, so 
upon coming to Boston together after getting married uh, at a Roman Catholic church in Seoul, South Korea with 3,000 guests with all the blessings, I just quickly discovered she had a <clears throat> multiple personality and um, manic depressive condition. So, so I gently asked her that we'll do everything we can to make her better, but she absolutely refused, saying there's nothing wrong with her, even though she was on Prozac and all the other things only a week before our wedding day, and uh, she's been getting treatment for many, many years. So um, that's when it began. Um, shortly after, uh, we had our daughter uh, who was born, and when the baby was six months old, uh, one day she suddenly disappeared, leaving me and the baby alone for two weeks. She never called, asking, is the baby okay or everything okay? So I was worried and I called her parents, asking what's wrong and uh, what can we do to make this work? And they said, oh, don't worry, Tony. She does it all the time. And I was like, what? It appears uh, depressive condition people have a tendency to go to the large body of water, whether it's ocean or lake. So I think she did that many times before. So they were like, don't worry, she will come back. And uh, at the end of two weeks, there was a knocking on our door. And uh, I asked, who is it? And it appears there were two policemen with her with a restraining order against me. And uh, she wants the sole custody of the child. So the, the family court drama just began and it took four years until I got the custody. And that was the one thing that I would never wish my worst enemy to go through. Wow, what a story, Tony. I can't imagine the suffering you have gone through and your little girl. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the weirdest thing was even when the baby was born uh, at the Brigham and Young Women's Hospital in Boston, she refused to breastfeed her because uh, for the first two weeks or so, her uh, natural milk is supposed to contain necessary nutrients, but she absolutely refused to without daughter so mm. so that was another sign we we thought was strange and um, she never really did care for our child so i became sort of mr mom full-time working and uh, full uh, also evening law school student <laughs> so <laughs> that's what i did and it was a complete shock when she suddenly disappeared for two weeks and mm -hmm. came back with that <laughs> divorce paper and restraining order against me and how is your little girl right now Oh, she's uh, absolutely doing great. She uh, she got honors and uh, she just got job offers. So she will start next year uh, after she completes the master's program in one year. So everything is working out great. Beautiful. I'm so glad that worked out for you. So now, despite all of these suffering you've gone through in your life, how were you able to put yourself in the Fortune 500 companies? Well, <clears throat> from the very beginning, I, um, well, originally when I was younger, I wanted to become an astronaut, travel the space and universe in my own spaceship. But as I grew older, I discovered you don't need hardware. You can just do the software and close your eyes, meditate, and you can do all those things. So what happened was after this divorce for four years in a court drama battle, I became more spiritual than religious because 
I thought I did everything by the book and did everything right, and yet this happened to me. So my conclusion was I must have pissed off someone in the past life. <laughs> so I'm just paying <laughs> my dues now. So I became more spiritual and I tried to do more good things. Wow, that's really beautiful. I know there's a our audience have experienced a lot of suffering themselves, and to be to listen to your story, how you transform yourself into at this level. Now, let's go into business a little bit more. Now, how did you make yourself into Fortune 500 company? Um, okay, with the NYU undergraduate um, training and background, I had a best experience with the big four helping Fortune 500 companies. So uh, I was very fortunate to be exposed to many different industries and people at the middle, middle management up to CEO level on a daily basis, helping them grow their business, uh, increase their market share. So, so that was uh, one of the most exciting boot camp experience I had four years before I began Columbia MBA program full time. And even after graduating, I continue serving all these Fortune 100 companies um, in a very special capacity as a consultant. And when my divorce process began, I just opened my own boutique consulting firm, serving same clients that I have served over the past 15, 20 years, but I get to work half the hours and get paid double. So, so everything worked out for the best in, in the end. And, you know, there are certain groups of people out there that believe money is not a priority thing in life. And sometimes they believe that, especially people that use um, extraordinary skills, such as uh -huh. healers or medical intuitive, a lot of these things that, you know, it's not under the science, are working. And they believe that some of these people don't deserve to get paid. And some believe they themselves that they should not get paid for it. What is your take on this matter when it comes to money? I think everyone is uh, entitled to their opinion. It's just that my take on it is money is value neutral. It can be good or bad, depending on how you use it. Sort of like a flow of the water. If the water stays in one place, it'll spoil. So it has to constantly be moving and get refreshed and help others and renew. So my thought is money is just another form of energy that we uh, transfer, we give and receive. And in the process, it multiplies and becomes better and serves everyone. So yeah, when somebody says, oh, money is a root of all evil, or I don't need money. I think those are two extremes on left and right side. And I want to try to stay in the middle ground where we can uh, improve our lives while helping others. So, so that's my take on it. And can you give us solutions, just one solutions, because I know you've been mentioning several of them already. One solutions that ordinary people can achieve financial success. Yes, I think um, you can start small and build on it and it becomes bigger. Just like you plant a, a small seed and it becomes full-blown oak tree, right? So that, that's uh, something that everybody should get into it. Instead of, say, for example, just become perpetual employee, getting paycheck every two weeks, 
and lose your independence and creativity, I think we, we, we should give ourselves a chance to find out what you're made of by uh, opening to the possibility of doing something on your own, what resonates with you, so, so you can really discover yourself. Do you believe that nowadays to really run your own company, do you need one single skills or do you need multiple skills? I think nobody has all the skills they need. And the beauty of internet in this day and age is uh, you can find a lot of people who's willing to work with you and connect. So it'll become mutually beneficial arrangement for everyone involved. So whatever the skills you lack, there will be another person who actually has that and doesn't have what you can offer. So as long as you can reach out, connect, with the right persons, you, you will be in a great shape. So how do people find their, what kind of uh, businesses or job that is right for them just to be on the alignment of their highest purpose? You know, there are jobs right. out there, mm -hmm. but doesn't mean it's their highest purpose. How exactly. Some people that? hate waking up in the morning because they drag going to work while they understand, yes, they get paid a high salary, but those are the people I found to be most miserable. And you can find them a lot on the West Coast and East Coast. They're super rich, but they're so empty inside. So it's a pity when you look at them. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not saying I mean, it's bad or good, but that tends to be the trend. So I think if you love what you do, it, it never becomes a work and it's fun and every day is a new adventure and beginning. So you will be more motivated to achieve higher goals and develop yourself. But that's my take on it. That is so true, Tony. I, I have to admit that is very true. One of the things that I do is I tend to have a routine. I write five things that I want to work on every day, and then I just label it as one hour a day. That's all I do. I don't put time. I don't put attachment to... Um, forcing myself to do it. I just leave it as one hour a day. And I find that when I pick just one thing to work on, maybe this podcast, instead of one hour, I end up spending five hours on it. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. So I find that to be very helpful. Okay, yep. so um, you do all these and with your personal life now, are you married now? Um. I, after the divorce, I became back to single again and still looking forward to that uh, another half of myself. Yeah. Beautiful. So, okay, Tony, Fortune 500 um, members, and he is a lawyer and very knowledgeable in finance and still singles. To all the ladies listener out there. <laughs> 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 and uh, so, Tony, what do you do for fun to, to relieve your stress? Um, I, I like, there are three things I enjoy most. I like to travel and I like to uh, experiment and enjoy new culinary adventures and uh, dance on a social setting. Dancing? How does that work for you? How did you discover it? Yes, uh, <laughs> I was a sort of workaholic, and when my cholesterol level hit the uh, dangerous level, doctor said, Tony, you need to exercise. And I asked, uh, doctor, I'm lazy. Give me something easy to do. And she recommended ballroom dancing. And that's uh, the time when Dancing with the Stars season one and season two just began. And I joined 
Athamoridan studio, uh, took a lot of private lessons and went to showcase and competitions. And I became a USA ballroom and Argentine tango champion in the process. Wow, that's incredible. But I think that's kind of opposite of what your background is, isn't it? Yes, uh, no one in my family, my siblings or my parents uh, do those dancings because they, they have uh, this stereotype belief that those are like loungy, leisure kind of thing. <laughs> but, but I'm the first one. <laughs> so, okay, and, so you break the family tradition now, but what was your background though growing up? What kind of activities were you doing? I was doing like the soccer, baseball, going to Catholic church, um, just going to school and work. Did you do martial yeah. arts? Yes, uh, we learned Taekwondo and I, I learned other styles of karate and Kung Fu styles later on. Beautiful. So and martial Kendo. arts background. Okay, here's a tough question for you, Tony. If you were the king or the president right now of a country, what would you change? Um, that's a great question. What I would like to implement is um, break down all the existing structure of like pyramid scheme where top 1% rules 99% in a slavery type of system because it's been going on for too long and I think it deprived a lot of freedom and creativity out of the people just for the selected view. So what I would like to propose is uh, giving people more control and freedom in their decision-making process so they don't get manipulated the way we are currently through mass media and mind control and other things. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Tony. And uh, for our listeners out there, should you have any more questions about financial success, uh, Tony can be reached at, would you like to share your information, Tony? Uh, they can reach you and then okay. I will get back to them. Beautiful. <laughs> be Sounds good. For those of our listeners, you can reach us at superheroprotocol.com uh, uh, or go to our ESP um, survival skill podcast and we will have the rest of the information for you as well. And uh, Tony is super, super busy and he is... Um, he does contribute a lot to help the uh, community as well. And uh, aside from his professional dancing career. <laughs> if, if you don't find me at the office uh, working, you, you, you are likely to find me in a, a dance festival or yeah, a social dance, dance hall. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, well, we're looking gone. forward to see... Uh, where that takes you. I know you do this internationally and um, I've seen some of your uh, videos and it's absolutely just so elegant, so beautiful. <laughs> You're very kind. Well, uh, thank you again, Tony. And um, thank you for the advice that you've given to us, how we can find financial success in all different levels for everyone using our previous experiences and our extraordinary skills that can help us to the next level. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for doing so much wonderful work for everyone. Greatly appreciate it.